Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town to that home daycare center, get to the one and the only Ryan Callahan. Who, if, you, if we're going to Ryan, you know there's probably a reason for it. Ryan, tell the good people while we're having a breaking news edition of this podcast. Well, as uh, as we've seen a lot here lately down the stretch, and I guess it's just that time of year, it just tends to happen. Tennessee has made yet another addition to its 2022 recruiting class. Uh, this one, a, a, a big priority target over the past few months, wide receiver Caleb Webb of McEachern High School down in Powder Springs, Georgia. A longtime ECU commitment, uh, East Carolina flips to Tennessee. That doesn't tell the whole story, though. This is a top 247 prospect now in 24-7 sports rankings, a guy who has uh, really moved up uh, in the rankings over the past few months, really increased his stock, added offers from several major programs since the start of his senior season, put up big numbers this year, and, uh, and really, really, uh, I think, helped his cause quite a bit over the past six months. Uh, interestingly enough, Tennessee really thought about, at least, offering him back in June when it had him at one of its camps, and it was actually just a couple days, three days, I think, before he committed to East Carolina at the end of his official visit there. Um, they just decided not to pull the trigger at the time, had other receivers on the board, including guys like Alec Io Manor, who later committed to Stanford. So they just kind of held off. And then later on, you know, after one game into his senior season, I think, offered him and from that point on made him a priority uh, and just wanted another outside receiver in this class. Six, two and a half, 185 pounds, good speed. A lot to like about his game, and this is a big pickup for Tennessee at a position where they, they obviously need some help with, uh, you know, Bayless Jones Jr. on the way out, Javante Payton gone after this season. So needed some help there, needed some guys who can play on the outside, and Caleb Webb certainly gives them that. Yeah, and we'll talk probably in the second segment about sort of how he fits in because, you know, Tennessee has, has accumulated some speedsters in this class. Uh, you know, because obviously they, they they go fast. They want to go fast, like Ricky Bobby, and they got some want some guys who got be, have a different gear in the open field. And this kid's a track kid, so I don't want to take that away from him. But you know, they also when you start accumulating those guys, you, you need sort of some of those big physical guys too. You know, Tennessee for years has had it, it's a great kind of lineage of power forward type wide receivers, right? That whole six two to six four kind of guy who is big, physical. Now Tillman's that role. You know, you had Juwan Callaway. You know Josh Palmer, those kinds of guys, and when you look at him on film, Ryan, I, I I'm not just saying this. I I totally get why he got the bump that he did late in the process, because you know kids are different, right? Everybody matures physically at a different time. Everybody matures sort of football wise, football intelligence, FBI at a different time. Some guys are sort of distracted. They play other sports and then they focus on football and then they blow up. Just every kid's different, right? I mean, every single kid's different. This kid right here 
when you look at his size, when you look at his measurables, and then you watch that film from his senior year, there is a hell of a lot to like there. There really is. And, and you don't have to look far because he, he caught a bunch of passes his senior year. He didn't do much his junior year production wise. And then as a senior, more than 1600 yards receiving and 18 touchdowns while playing in six, a football in the, in the Atlanta suburbs. So uh, that's good competition there. Good production. And he just kept making plays every, every week. So uh, no doubt uh, he, he, he was catching people's attention from the start because he just kind of burst onto the scene this season. And, and like I said, Tennessee offered one game into his season. It, it just started immediately and, and others jumped in there. Uh, you know, by the end he was, uh, you know, he took official visits to Michigan and Louisville in addition to, to Tennessee over the, the final several weeks of his recruitment, you know, Kentucky, Ole Miss, uh, South Carolina, several other schools offered. So uh, he, he just kind of blew up at the start of his senior season. So, you know, I think people were looking at it for weeks thinking, you know, eh, okay, Tennessee's after an East Carolina commitment, you know, eh, not, not that impressed. And he just had three stars next to his name at the time. Well, now I think down the stretch, people have kind of realized what Caleb Webb is now as the, as the rankings have sort of legitimized what we've kind of thought about him for the past few months, which is, this is a pretty big time talent. And, and again, you know, Tennessee was pretty close, I think, to offering him back in June. He was very good at Tennessee's camp, uh, one of their final camps of the summer. So the, the fact that, uh, that he's, I think, kind of had that talent from the start made it pretty easy for Tennessee once they went out and saw that production this season to back that up on film to say, okay, we've got to go after this guy. And, yeah. uh, and obviously you don't get everybody you want, you know, again, they were after Ellick I manor and earlier uh, other guys earlier in the process, things didn't work out. And, and, you know, they, they kind of continued to assess things throughout preseason camp. And I think kind of decided, Hey, we, we need another perimeter guy uh, at receiver in this class. And again, six, two and a half. You like that. You like the build 185 or so certainly could end up being a little bit heavier than that and being a, a bigger target out on the outside. But this is a, this is a nice, nice pickup, and, and definitely, like you said, a lot to like on film. Yeah, I think you can tell by the background noise that you might be hearing right now that Gus is very excited about this pickup for Tennessee because <laughs> he's he's running around like a like a moron down there making some noise. But, you know, I, I, I'll say this. You know, physically, you see the size, you see the wingspan, the nice big hands, all those things that you like from wide receivers uh, that are sort of that big physical mold. But this kid also, I mean, he, he ran one of the legs on the 4 by 100 state championship track team in Georgia, which if you've ever watched like a Georgia state championship track meet, there are a lot of burners in that state. I don't know if it's consistently like, a, you know, a Florida or something like that in that way, but it's it's damn close. And watching this kid run – you see why, I mean, this is not just a sort of a big bruiser type, although he does, contested catches might be what he does best. But when you watch him run, I mean, this kid can run too. There's some football speed there and some track speed there. Yeah, I was going to say sub 11 seconds in the 100 meters. That's that's big time speed, especially for a bigger guy. Um, you know, there have been some pretty fast players at Tennessee in, in recent memory who didn't run sub 11 in the 100 meters at, coming out of high school, so – that, that's that that's pretty good stuff there. That's uh you know not not too many guys you see do that and hit, that'll make him one of the one of the faster guys in Tennessee's class. You know not quite up there with Squirrel White and, and some of those guys they've uh, they've had, but but that is uh, that is very impressive, especially when you consider Caleb Webb's size. But uh, no doubt that's a uh, you know he, the combination of size and speed. This is not just a perimeter receiver that can go up and and, and catch a jump ball. This is a guy who I think in their offense they see being a deep threat and, and being able to take a, take a short catch and, and take it to the house. You know, I think they feel like they can do a lot of different things with him. 
Uh, so there, there is, uh, yeah, again, just a lot to like and a, and a pretty versatile skill set for a guy who, who obviously has that kind of size that not every receiver has at six, two and a half, one eighty five. So, uh, and I've seen him in person. He's, he's, he's every bit that size. That's a, that's a pretty legit listing. So, uh, I, I don't know exactly what he is, you know, today weight wise, but that's the latest we have on him is about one eighty five. So pretty, pretty good sized kid. And, you know, again, on a team that, uh, that, at a school that's produced some some major talent in recent years, McEachern, uh, you know, on a, on a playoff team this year, and, and kind of was their go to guy throughout the season, and, and rightfully so. But this is a, you know, he's the highest rated, and at least in twenty four seven sports ratings, he becomes the highest ranked receiver in this class for Tennessee, and I think it's a kind of quietly not a, not a bad receiver class at all. So I, I think this is a nice nice pickup for Tennessee and a guy that at least you know we'll see if he can do it right away, but certainly someone that I think in the future projects as a potentially a big part of Tennessee's offense. Yeah, Ryan, walk us through this recruiting process, if you don't mind. I mean, you, you, we've mentioned sort of the bullet points here, but this is a young man who uh, goes to Tennessee's camp in the summer, right? Tennessee's like, oh, we really like him, but we've already got a bunch of receivers. Do we really offer him yet? Uh, uh, they were on the fence, and then they said, no, nah, not yet. And then he commits to ECU, and then Tennessee watches some of, more of his film and says, oh, God, we need this kid. Let's go offer this kid. But he sticks by East Carolina for a while, too, despite other schools coming in. So I have to think – and, again, he, he ultimately flipped from East Carolina, so I'm not going to say he was very, very, you know, super, super committed to them. But but he hung around longer as an ECU commit than I think a lot of people would in that situation. Kind of walk us through that recruitment of, of sort of how Tennessee, you know, targeted him. Who, who was the point man or the point men? Who were the guys running this recruitment? How did Tennessee get this done? Yeah, definitely. Cody Burns was the, the the point man on this one, the, the wide receivers coach for the Vols, and he he did a did a nice job. Alex Skolich, the offensive coordinator, also involved there, and and they just they just kind of kept chipping away. I, I think Tennessee was was quietly pretty confident for for several weeks that that it, that he was going to end up in Tennessee's class. He he went to back to back games at Tennessee in October, went to the South Carolina game, and then came back a week later for the Ole Miss game, and that was before taking his first official visit to another school, which was uh, the, I guess the week after that visit for the Ole Miss game, when he went to Louisville, um, took an official visit to Michigan a couple weeks after that, when Michigan offered. So he kept looking around, but it all kind of started with Tennessee. And so I think East Carolina thought all along that Tennessee was the, in their mind, at least the only real threat. I think this was pretty obviously um, Tennessee's race to lose throughout the fall in, in a lot of ways. And, and really the only way it wasn't going to go that way, was if someone else that wasn't already in the race offered and maybe complicated things, or if he just decided to stick with ECU. But like you said, it, it was interesting to a lot of people. They stuck with East Carolina for so long. You don't see that a lot in those situations, but sometimes you do see it. Uh, you know, one, one example that maybe was a little different and more, maybe more typical of how you see these things play out. Christian Harrison, who obviously committed yeah. to Tennessee yep. uh, here down the stretch, uh, you know, cornerback from the Atlanta area. He commits to Liberty back in late July but once Tennessee and some others jump in the picture, he goes ahead and decommits in October and knows he's going to a power five school. That's how a lot of kids probably would handle it. So Caleb Webb, you know, a little bit different. He was, he, he felt the, uh, I think a little bit of a sense of loyalty to East Carolina. I think he had good relationships with the coaches there really liked them and, and wasn't, I don't think at the entire time was he totally sure that he wanted to bail on them. I think he kind of knew deep down, the, the, the tug of playing in the SEC was was going to be tough to beat in the end, but he just, uh, you know, he kept going to East Carolina too, went to a couple games there this season, including their their regular season finale against Cincinnati. So he, he kept looking at them, kept them in the picture, 
And, and yeah, you don't see that all the time, but sometimes you do see guys that, that commit to a school like that early and they, they end up winning out in the end. You know, you do see it sometimes that kids don't always go to the quote unquote biggest school. And, and in his case, I think the thought of sticking with him at least crossed his mind at times. Uh, but at the end of the day, he, he really liked Tennessee. He, he even fun, funny story, how these things work out. He actually went to a Tennessee game a couple of years ago under the former staff went to the, the Tennessee UAB, UAB game back in 2019, I believe it was. And, you know, just kind of always liked them from that point on. So obviously he went to their camp in June really I don't know if he coveted an offer per se, but definitely wanted that offer. And, and it would have been a big one at the time and probably would have helped Tennessee land him this summer if they had offered him at the time. But that's one of those decisions you just make. You know, they didn't see other Power 5 schools in there yet, decided to hold off, and, and obviously they were able to, to land him in the end. But sometimes, you know, fans always look at those offer lists. You know, if you offer a kid like that in the summer, people are saying, well, why why did you offer him? You know, he's not he's, – East Carolina's the competition. Really, that's who we're going after. But – Sometimes you got to trust your eyes. And I think, you know, if, if Tennessee was being real, they'd probably say, you know, back in June, maybe we, maybe we should have gone ahead and offered him, but you know, they, they saw the film this fall and didn't waste any time going after him. But yeah, his, his recruitment was a little more interesting because he did stay to East Carolina, uh, committed to East Carolina for a, a longer than people thought. And, and Michigan and Louisville were never really thought to be the teams to beat. You know, he took official visits to those types of schools and still just, it came down to Tennessee and ECU in the end, I think. Yeah. I, I say this all the time. I, I, I'm a, huge believer in our analysts and and i don't just say that because i work for 24 7 sports if i didn't think we had the best i would just say nothing but i do think we have the best so i'm going to say something I, I think our evaluators are the best around with that said i've always said and i still believe this too if you're a coach your own opinion is what matters trust your own eyes if you get a kid on your campus you work him out you watch the film you talk to his high school coaches you talk to his parents you meet him and if he checks all those boxes don't care what we say don't care what anybody else says you know in this case our guys came around right like they saw the same thing that Tennessee's coaches did in the long run because look at the bump he got so I mean, just sort of as a coach, you know, just trust your eyes, man. You're the one who's coaching. This is your team, your program. It's, you know, if you get a kid on your campus and you see him, take him. Well, it's, and sometimes you have to take a, sort of a calculated risk on that. I think the other thing is Tennessee, you know, again, they were in very much in it with Alec Iowa Manor at that time. He eventually committed to Stanford, of course. Um, so that was a guy they really liked on, on the perimeter. Uh, another guy they thought had, had sort of freakish ability. So I, I, th I think they – they just felt good about other options. And, and I think the thought, and, and this always kind of is part of the, the calculus on stuff like that is that, Hey, if we decide later that we still like him, there's still time. We could probably go after him. You know, you didn't know at the time, probably that he was for sure going to commit in the summer. So you kind of have to have to just weigh those things and, and take the, you know, assess the risk versus the benefit of, of going ahead and offering a guy that like that, that early. So it ended up not hurting them in the end. Uh, and, and obviously they probably made the right decision in some ways, not, not going ahead and offering them. It worked because, out. It worked out. Yeah. It, it allowed them to, to confirm. And, and they, and that, that's the bottom line is I think at the time they needed to confirm what they were seeing in camp with some game production, because sometimes what you see in shorts in, in the summer is not backed up by what you see on film. So I think they needed to see a little bit more. Cause again, he didn't do what he did this year during his junior season. He was, he was not as productive then. So as a senior, he, he blew up and, and, and probably got even better from the summer to the start of this season. So, uh, you know, I think, I think seeing that confirmation on the film in pads in the Atlanta area was kind of the final piece of the evaluation that Tennessee didn't have this summer that, that kind of made them decide, 
okay, that we want this guy and he's got to be a priority for us. We got a lot more to discuss about this commitment, guys. There's a lot more to discuss about Caleb Webb, Tennessee's receiver class in general, uh, the class, et cetera, all those things. But before we do that, we're going to step away for just one second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, and other fun things. And we will be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the Govals 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. Talking Tennessee football recruiting on this breaking news edition of the podcast. Talking about Tennessee's edition of four-star wide receiver Caleb Webb from McEachern High School down there in Powder Springs, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. Great competition there. Good program. Really good program. Lots to like about this six foot two and a half, six foot three, one hundred and eighty-five pound-ish wide receiver. Lots of lots of length. Lots of lots of size. Lots of uh, ball skills. Uh, some speed too. Four by one hundred. You know, track state champion there in the four by one hundred relay in the state of Georgia. Lots to like about him. We're going to discuss more about him. But before we do that, quick reminder, guys, if you could take about. Let's say 60 to 90 seconds out of your day right now. Let's go 75 seconds out of your day right now and go in and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. We would really appreciate that. If you're just listening on the website, nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast. But what really, really helps us is if you go in there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, you know, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere in the world, you can cast the fine pod. You can find this GoVols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we we are happy to do that. It's a labor of love. The only thing we ask for, go tell some friends, go rate and review and subscribe. That helps us add more wolves to this wolf pack. That helps us grow this thing as we've done at at a really impressive clip since we started it years ago, and that's got nothing to do with us and 
everything to do with y'all. So if you're already doing that stuff, we appreciate it and we love you. If not, go yourself. That that's the policy. That's the policy. Sticking to it. Sticking to it. And I don't think it's it's too much to ask. So please, guys, please. It's the holiday season. Please go do us a solid and go do that. Ryan, this commitment here, we've talked a lot about Caleb Webb as a player, but I think it's interesting to talk about need at wide receiver because Tennessee, it's got some young wide receivers who have some talent. There's no question about that. Will they fit into Tennessee's offense? Will they will they buy in? Will they will they get the opportunity? Will they take advantage of it? I'm talking about, of course, guys like Jalen Hyatt and guys like uh, you know Jimmy Callaway, Jimmy Holiday. We know there's ability there, but we also know that Tennessee is losing Valus Jones Jr. Tennessee is losing Javante Payton. And I think Cedric Tillman comes back, but I'm not a thousand percent positive there because of the way he's performed. I mean, he's been on an absolute heater to end the regular season. So who knows what he's going to do? Um, but regardless, Tennessee played those three receivers. They got a lot of the snaps. You know, in a fast-paced offense, they still played a lot of snaps, and and at least two of them are going to be gone. So playing time will be there to be had. And Tennessee has already added a bunch of really, really fast, kind of smaller wide receivers in this class. It needed a guy like this, didn't it? I think so. And, and, and yeah, not necessarily all smaller guys, but they have had a variety of sizes yeah. in the other of the yeah, three guys. Fair so. enough. That, that's a better way to put it. So, yeah, the, you had Squirrel Wyatt, obviously the, the smaller, faster guy, uh, clearly projects as a slot receiver, I think. And then you got Cam Miller, who, you know, 6'1 or so, pretty good size, and, and good speed, who I think was was still kind of knocking off the rust this fall after a hamstring injury back in the spring, but who I, I think is still going to be a good player in the future, but but a little bit different size, not quite as tall as Caleb Webb. And, and then you have Chaz Nimrod from from Arkansas, who you know maybe a, maybe a touch taller than uh, than Cam Miller, but still um, that's only one guy in this class that you can say with certainty is a you know definitely an outside receiver. So. I think given where Tennessee's needs were, remember that they, they were just, they're less than a year removed from taking Javante Payton as a one year transfer with one, one season of eligibility, knowing they needed somebody else to play on the perimeter because they saw what they had at receiver and just felt coming out of the spring. We just don't have enough outside options. Uh, and they saw, you know, Jalen Hyatt obviously is more of a slot guy whose playing time was affected by Valus Jones this, this season. Uh, you know, just not a lot, enough guys that they could play on the perimeter. And that that's frankly one of the reasons Cedric Tillman had such an opportunity to, to have the type of season he did because they needed someone like that to emerge on the perimeter. And he clearly made the most of, of that chance. But there, there's there's an opening for someone to, to come in and play right away on the perimeter. And there's there's no reason to think that, that Caleb Webb can't be that guy. I, I think he's got the kind of talent that gives you a chance to play early. He's obviously got the size and the speed, as we've talked about before. So there, there's a lot to like about his game to the point that um, that, I, that I think he really can uh, fill that void a little bit and, and address a big need. You know, they, they needed someone that they, they saw as a true perimeter threat. And uh, and that's the, yeah, again, that's that's what he does. I think he gives you that size, gives you that speed uh, that they that they covet in this offense. And uh, and, and, the, and the fact that he's uh, going to be on campus early uh, as an early enrollee only adds to it you know he he is uh you know got a chance to come in and play right away i think because 
he, he's going to be there uh, in January and, and we'll go through spring practice and all of that and, and have a chance to, to step in right away. And that is huge because anytime you can enroll in the spring, I mean, I, I'll always understand if the kid wants to go through his final spring in high school and he wants to go, you know, to prom and he wants to, you know, have senior skip day with his buddies and wants to, to do all that. I got no problem with that. Like some of my favorite memories from high school are that final semester, right? Where you're just kind of, you see the finish line, you know, you're, you're lining up your, your prom date, you're, you're out with your buddies having a good time. You know, you, you're, you're not really, you don't, you don't have an understanding of how much your world's about to change, but you kind of have an idea. So I understand why kids do that. However, if you're playing college football specifically, enrolling early, going through spring it is enormous. And I'll tell you, if you are an offensive football player at Tennessee, I think it's even more important because it's one thing to be a big, strong, fast athlete, and it's another thing to be in football shape. And it's another thing, a third thing on top of that, to be in the kind of shape you need to be in to play the way Tennessee plays. Tennessee puts a lot of mileage on its players in a hurry. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a, they're going fast. They're running as many plays as they can. They're trying to run three plus plays every single minute. And at receiver, you can understand how much, how much goes into that. Because if you run like a deep route, you're usually going out and somebody else steps in for the next play, because that's just how the system works because you don't have enough time to get back to the line of scrimmage in order to go run the next play. That's how quickly they're running. So I guess the question is, does he have the kind of conditioning that he needs, the football intelligence that he needs? Because this is not like a complex offense, but it does have some of those option routes. And, and we saw if you take just a play, you know, if you just have one miscommunication, right, that changed the Alabama game. One miscommunication between Peyton and, and Hendon Hooker completely changed that Alabama game. And, I, and I'm wondering – if that's why maybe in some cases we didn't see more targets for the younger receivers for Tennessee because they got so much trust in those older guys, but, but they're going to be gone. So can a freshman step in and run wide receiver in this offense? We saw a couple of freshman running backs get involved. Uh, we saw some, some new linemen kind of get in the mix. Um, but the tight ends, they said, nope, not using them yet. And the wide receivers, they were like, oh, well, we're going to lean on the vets. So so what does it take, Ryan, as a young receiver to step in and be able to to perform in this offense? And, and what you know about this young man, does he have the the potential to do that? Yeah, I, I think he does. And I, I, I would say one of the reasons that we didn't see a freshman step in right away was they, they just didn't have many of these types of guys in the 2021 class. That class obviously took some hits. Uh, down the stretch and did not was not loaded with receivers to begin with. So we saw Walker Merrill get some early playing time as, as a true freshman. Uh, it didn't turn out to be much toward the end of the year, but but he was he was getting some playing time early in the season as they looked for help there and, and just needed needed someone else to take some snaps at times. Frankly, so uh, I, I think if they had had you know a, a guy like Caleb Webb in that class, he, he probably would have found his way onto the field. So I, I think he can play early. Um, and and I, yeah, I think the fact that he's shown he can do it at wide receiver and do it at a high level in Atlanta area, six, a football is a, is a big deal. You know, I, I think anytime you see a guy who's competitive at that level, you know, it, it, the competition can, can be, a, a you know, overplayed a little bit, uh, the, the competition a guy faces in high school, but I do think having that, being able to check that box and say this guy faced legit competition in high school and still thrived. Uh, I, I think that that does make you feel more confident that he can come in. And like you said, he, he's going to face some adjustments. You know, his, his, 
I think he feels that his high school offense was a little bit similar to what Tennessee did in some, some ways. So that, that makes him feel more confident that he can make that transition, but no doubt some things are going to be different from what he did in high school. And, and it's going to be a bit of an adjustment. And, and again, that's where arriving early in January, I think really helps with that transition too. So I think considering all that, considering the need to, and, and just considering the skill set, I, I think there is a real chance he, he steps in and plays early and he has what it takes to, to do that. Ryan, last thing I've got anyway, you might have something after this, but last thing I have is discussing sort of, I guess, more globally at the wide receiver position in this class, sort of what were Tennessee's needs going into it? Do you think those needs have been met? Do you think that Tennessee could possibly take someone else only if it's the right player? Or, you know, would they look for maybe a big perimeter receiver from the portal? Or or, or what do you think Tennessee's sort of – plan is there for that position i know it's open-ended there are no definites in recruiting there's no guarantees at all but 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 give us your thoughts on all that yeah i i think tennessee we we've seen the past few months that you know i think at at one point there was they were maybe open to the idea of not loading up at receiver in this class but for a while now it's the focus has been getting four guys Uh, i think they felt they needed four receivers in this class because again they didn't take many receivers uh, in the 2021 class. They added Anderson Kobe late um, during the, during the transition from, from the former staff to the new staff, just to get another body in there. And they were still short on depth there this season, even after adding Javante Payton. So the numbers weren't where they wanted. Uh, I think they felt they needed to replenish the depth a little bit and just get some guys in there who could, could contribute early. So they, they needed four in this class. And even after that, I would say there's still a need for someone in the transfer portal. I, I, I think I there's too. a. Re- I very much believe that. I think there's a real chance with obviously how important that position is in Tennessee's offense and the quality of players that I think we've seen turn up in the transfer portal too. Uh, you know, Tennessee in the last couple of years has gotten Valus Jones and Javante Payton out of the transfer portal. Those were obviously two of their starters this past season. So, uh, yeah, go go to the portal, see what's out there, and I think the thought is right now anyway. Tennessee would like to have a, a, a transfer portal receiver to, to go along with what they have in the 2022 class. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think it's always a, a moving target, but I think right now that's, that's kind of the thought is, you know, we, we might need somebody else with some experience because we are losing a couple guys like Valus Jones and Javante Payton. And we already didn't have all that many guys that we felt we could really, really count on to play a lot of snaps. So even if it's another guy who's, who's just there for competition and, and maybe ends up not being a starter. You need somebody else. You need another option there, I think. So I think there is real interest in getting someone else in the transfer portal. But I think I think four receivers has been the goal for the 2022 class from the high school and, and JUCO ranks all along. So, uh, so the addition of Caleb Webb is a big deal to be able to fill that need. And, and now it's a matter of what they can find and what's out there in the transfer portal that might pique their interest. But I think as we've already seen with the, some of the names that have popped up in the transfer portal, there are going to be quality guys out there. It's just a matter of whether you can land and, them and, and Tennessee's and get the an, right guy. Tennessee's an easy sell, too. I mean, not that it's the only yeah. one. I mean, there's lots of other, you know, I mean, there's lots of other really fun, exciting offenses in college football, but there are none faster than Tennessee's. And when you look at what Jones and Peyton were able to do, I think that's a pretty – this staff's got a pretty pretty good ticket to sell. I mean, they're saying, listen – Look what Javante Payton did before Tennessee. Look what he did at Tennessee. Look what Valus Jones did before Tennessee. Look what he did at Tennessee. Look at Cedric Tillman did before we got there. Look what he did after we got there. It's a pretty easy sell, I think. It is, and and, and I think they're they're going to be able to take that. Yeah, and that's that's the key too. It's not just that they had success at the receiver position. It's that they brought in transfers and had success uh, with them on offense in general, at quarterback, at receiver. 
they were able to bring in guys and in one year make them a success. That That's the kind of thing that I think does sell uh, to transfer portal guys because in, in a lot of cases, they don't have three or four years of eligibility. Some do, but not all of them do. And, and you want guys with multiple years left, but what, whoever it is, they want to they succeed right away in most cases. They, uh, they might be NFL draft eligible already or after one more year be draft eligible, and they, they want to have some success and go, go pro. So uh, I think having that, that track record this year is a big deal. It's something for them to sell. And obviously that offense, just the numbers that Cedric Tillman and some of those guys have put up this year, it, it's going to sell itself too, also you know, to a degree. So I, I think they, they have a lot to sell and we'll, we'll see who they can get. But like you said, I, I think they're going to have some success attracting some pretty quality receivers because of what they accomplished this year and what they have now to point to. I think that's a good place to end it. Unless you got anything else, Ryan, I think, I think we're good, but unless you got anything else. No, I think I, I we can leave it there. There we go. We will leave it there. Th- thanks for being here, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, as always. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And thank you all for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, go get that at twitter.com slash go 24-7. You can also go to Facebook dot com slash go vols 24 7 we have tons and tons of stuff there but if you want that best most delicious sparkling east tennessee smoky mountain spring water right from the tap go get that at go vols 247.com the best site on all of al gore's internets for coverage of tennessee football football recruiting basketball basketball recruiting tennessee baseball lots of good stuff there lady vols coverage with maria cornelius who does an excellent job covering all things lady vols for us in all sports all throughout the year got two forms running around the clock the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day seven days a week and speak to tennessee fans thousands of tennessee fans all over the world every time zone I got it covered. I've seen the numbers, guys. We are all over the map. Any time of day it is, someone is going to be up and wanting to talk Tennessee sports with you, wanting to talk life with you. And you can talk anything that's not political or religious in nature on that board. And all five of us on the staff, we are there all the time. So you can ask us questions. It's like this podcast, but you actually get to ask questions. And we will give you answers pretty quickly. No one out there is as responsive as we are not in the Tennessee market maybe not anywhere we are there for you all the time and we give you all of that what's plus a couple dozen fresh content items pretty much every day between us and our our nationwide network got one of the best databases maybe the best database in anywhere in in sports lots and lots of, of stuff all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. After a seven-day free trial, there is nothing to lose. Seven-day free trial, and then most people who, who get the trial, they stay because it is that good. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you do that, we'll give you even more. We will give you access in perpetuity for free to Paramount+. Plus. Used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount+. Plus. It's a growing behemoth of a streaming platform. Every show CBS has ever made, commercial-free, tons of exclusive stuff like Evil, uh, Picard, Mayor of Kingstown, the, the Yellowstone spinoff shows that are coming, those are going to be on there. Like, ev- so many new Hollywood movies, some that are exclusively only on Paramount+. Plus. Lots of old classics, and that, that library rotates every single month. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies. Plus, every, you know, you get everything from the CBS catalog, plus you get selections from the catalogs of MTV, BET, uh, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, something for the entire family, plus live sports and, you know, DVR sports, all of it, on demand, all of it. 
you got SEC stuff. So obviously you got the Vols. You got NCAA tournament, March Madness, other college basketball conferences. You've got um, NFL, PGA Tour, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, World Cup qualifiers. Guys, all of that. That's a $100 plus annual value that we give you for free. For free. So we're giving you several, several hundred dollars worth of stuff for like just over 100 bucks a year. No one else can do that. We can. Go to GoVols247.com right now. And until then, uh, you'll hear from us in a couple of days. Be good to each other, guys. There's not enough empathy in the world. Be kind. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.